kids' first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First. Today, we'll be speaking with Zoe as she reviews Harry Chapin, When in Doubt, Do Something, as well as Anoki on Honest Thief. Zoe as she speaks to Kevin Chaikin, voice actor, as well as co-creator Nikki Lopez on Santiago of the Seas. Linda Lee as she speaks to the cast and crew of The War with Grandpa, and Benjamin as he speaks with Oaks Fegley on The War with Grandpa. First, we'll be speaking with Zoe as she reviews Harry Chapman, When in Doubt, Do Something. Zoe, why don't we jump right on into this? Well, first off, I do know a little bit about this film. So, Harry Chapman, When in Doubt, Do Something does feature an inspiring story of the award-winning singer and songwriter Harry Chapman. However, I would like to know a little bit more about it. Can you give me more of an in-depth response about what this film is about? Yeah, of course. So this is a documentary of one of the most successful songwriters of, you know, pop um, and rock music. And I think Harry wasn't only like so popular because of his amazing music career, but also because of his ability to connect with people. And that's what I loved about this film is I actually had no idea who he was, but he's an activist, a humanist and a philanthropist which basically means a humanist that he loves people and a philanthropist. He made so much money in each concert that he did and people loved him, but he donated almost all of his money to people really in need. And I had no idea, but I think that's such an amazing thing that he did instead of just keeping all the money for himself. I actually had no idea who Harry Chapman was before. Um, and I wasn't actually a big fan of pop or rock music or anything near that genre. So just hearing that description about his care for other humans and humanity overall, it just makes me encouraged to go ahead and watch this film and learn and listen to his music. And to continue, depth of feeling is what makes a film worth watching. And like you just said, you really enjoyed it because you were able to connect. Of the many, of the many feelings expressed in the film, which were you able to connect with or which were you most familiar with? So I love music. I've been doing music forever. I mean, I love to play on my guitar, ukulele. So I guess it was nice to see him grow as um, a successful songwriter. And, you know, actually one of my favorite parts of the film is Cats in a Cradle. It's his iconic song. And that's my part, favorite part of the film. But I felt like I could connect to that because it, when he does his songs, he tells a story, which is something that makes him so unique. And something that I guess I aspire to be as well. So I guess I really connected to that part. It was very interesting to listen. And to continue, from what point of view is this documentary speaking? What perspective is it offering on events and arguments? Well, what I can say is that most of the film, um, there's a lot of old footage from videos of back then, because sadly he already passed. But you can see a lot of old footage and videos of him in concerts and stuff. But throughout the um, documentary, there's like little beats of, <laughs> sorry, bits and pieces of an interview with his family. There's actually a lot of people in this film. There's Ruth Stingberg and Billy Joel and Pete Singer. A lot of people. I can't name them all. But I guess that it's kind of explaining him, his career and um, with his all, because his family is still alive to this day. So you can see their perspective as well. That's really cool to hear. What conventions does this documentary incorporate? 
rather than archival and footage? Does it use voiceover, reenactments, even does it include interviews? Yeah, the documentary is mainly, you know, old footage and videos. But as I said, throughout like the documentary, there is little bits and chunks of the director, Rick Korn. I'm pretty sure it's him who's interviewing the family and I guess asking questions about um, Harry's life, like whenever he was alive and stuff. So it's actually really interesting to see their point of view as well as their brothers. That's cool. I actually wanted to ask that because I know a lot of documentaries do include many interviews from family and friends. And that's what I'm mainly interested in when I love to watch documentaries because specifically with Harry Chapman, he did unfortunately pass. So I really want to get to know him from the perspective of his friends and family and see what they love about his favorite parts of him or what they think about him. So that's really cool to hear that they did include that in this documentary. And to continue... You shared, and as I said, I can relate to you, you were not familiar with this American singer and songwriter, Harry Chapin, before watching this film. Not if at all. so, has this film encouraged you to learn about him and listen to more of his songs? Definitely. Yeah, I actually found myself after watching this documentary, just searching him up and finding his music. And honestly, I, on it, I get what all the hype is about, you know, like, if you <laughs> listen to his songs, it's like him telling a story through music which i feel like is something that a lot of people will enjoy and i know a lot of people do like music so it's gonna be very um interesting for people to learn about and i already said this i know but cats in a cradle it's such an amazing song if anyone's listening to this you guys should definitely listen to that it's about this boy who grows up and his dad is always busy then finally when his son is all grown up dad wants to hang out with him but then he's always busy it's a really touching um song and i think my mom even cried all listening to it <laughs> I mean, I just have to listen to his music. Based off everything that you've told me, I can identify him as a loving, caring, a very into um, his tuition and spiritual self who passed away knowing that he did good on this world. And I am just surprised by all his good deeds. And it just makes me more encouraged to listen to his music. So thank you for sharing everything that you did. So lastly, what message did you take away from this film? I think there's a lot of messages um, this film, you know, is a tribute to his legacy, but I think it shows how good people can really make an impact in the world and you can, doing little deeds can really change the world for the better. That is great to hear. We all need a little bit of positivity during these tough times that we're going through regarding coronavirus and all of us being stuck at home. I think this film can all bring us together. Thank you so much for Zoe for speaking with me. No, thank you. It was such a pleasure. So now we are going to be switching over. We have just concluded our speaking with Zoe as she reviewed Harry Chapin, When in Doubt, Do Something. We'll be speaking with Zoe as she speaks to Kevin Shakin, which is a voice actor, Nikki Lopez, the co-creator on Santiago of the Seas, Linda Lee as she speaks to Robert De Niro on The War with Grandpa and many more cast and crew members. Benjamin as he reviews Oaks Glee with The War on Grandpa. Right now, we'll be switching over to Anaki as she reviews Honest Thief. Anaki, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to speak about this film, so why don't we just go ahead and get started? 
First Great. off, I do know a little bit about this film. I know it is based around a professional bank robber who agrees to return all the money, money he stole in exchange for a reduced sentence. However, the FBI decided to turn on him with some pretty dirt that turned into murder. But I want to know a little bit more about this film or your perspective on this film. Can So can you share that with us? Sure. Um, yeah, I actually found this t- film to be very like unique in that sense. Like, I've never... Um, I've seen a lot of films where, you know, there's an innocent man and he is framed for doing something he didn't do. But in this in this movie, um, Tom, who is played by Liam Neeson, he he did the crime and he's turning himself in. But in this case, the feds, like as he's turning himself in, the agents who are sent to investigate, they turn on him and they try to take the money for himself. And this is not a spoiler. But I find this really interesting because it's like it's different from most films and most action dramas that I watch. Wow. And speaking of being an action drama film, I'm sure when we hear that name or that title of a film that involves some pretty powerful words such as which stated actually on the poster of the cover, Never Steal a Man's Second Chance, which was on the cover of the film, Honestly. We think of a lot of weapons, a lot of fighting, a lot of men wearing black, just very suspicious. But to what extent did it fit with your expectations? And, or did it subvert them in any way? I'm going to be a little bit honest. Um, I was, I felt like I was expecting more. And I feel like the writing and the dialogue what it was supposed to be suspenseful and really dramatic but it felt short at some at some moments like it kind of felt like I was watching like a film that was already made the way that Tom describes the woman he loves it was very cliche it 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 just it just felt like I'd already seen this film before definitely understand i have watched a few films that i filmed haven't been fulfilled in a sense so i get where you're coming from in that point of view i definitely would say i do i still have an interest in wanting to watch this film and get where you're coming from so thank you so much for sharing that with us kate walsh who starred as annie and honestly stated in an interview this film felt very classic would you agree um i would say that this film is kind of like any other action drama that i've seen but I also noticed that, in a, in a way, um, the role of Annie, who uh, Kate Walsh played, it felt a little sidelined. And it didn't really, I would say this film fails the Bechdel test, which is, it's a measure of, rep- of representation of women in, fi- in film. So essentially, if there's two women who talk to each other about something other than men, it passes the Bechdel test. And I felt like... It, this film kind of, with the gender roles, it, it, it doesn't really fit, like, the progressive ideas of, you know, w- women today. Mm. Okay, I understand you perfectly. I get what you're coming up from. I feel uh, as if the gender roles, like you just shared, don't really fit in with how your perspective is of today's times, in a sense. You weren't really t- related to where you are now and where we are now in society. So thank you for sharing with us. I definitely agree. Honest opinion is perfect. And do you particularly have any choice of words that would describe your perspective of this film? Like, if you really look deep into the film and, like, really dissect it, beyond some of the things I've already said, uh, we actually can take away that good people can do bad things. And um, we can see it in the character of Ramon, um, played by Anthony Ramos. He agrees to go along with the idea. He's the agent. Um, 
uh, who's like working hand in hand with John and he agrees to go along with the idea but we start to see that like he's do- he only agrees to go along with it for a good reason and he eventually starts to realize that this is not the right thing and so like it it kind of makes us empathize with um with Ramon because you know he's doing it for his family he's uh going along with the um the plan to steal the money for his sons his wife and so it 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 really does make me empathize and it's a it's a a very interesting message to take away from it Yes, I would have to say, you know, if you go beyond the surface, you can experience something pretty cool, even though, like you shared, it does relate to many other varieties of action and drama films. But I definitely can understand where you're coming from. You know, we all have to take a closer look within this film. Thank you so much for speaking with me, Anaki. Thank you. It was an honor to speak with you. (laughs) You as well. And everyone, make sure to go ahead and check out this film as it's being released in your nearby theaters that are available October 16th. Let's take a break. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Octonauts, the great Arctic adventures. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. So far, we've been speaking on films Harry Chapin, When in Doubt, Do Something, as well as Honest Thief. Later on, we'll be speaking with Linda Lee as she talks with the cast and crew of On War with Grandpa. But for now, we're going to be listening to Zoe as she speaks to Kevin Chaikin, 
who is a voice actor in Nikki Lopez, the co-creator on Santiago of the Seas. Hi everyone, I'm Zoe Canella reporting for Kids First and Zoe the Movies and I'm so excited because once again I'm here with Nikki Lopez and I'm with Kevin Chacon and how, how are you guys? Good, how are you Zoe? Good to I'm see you good. again. Hi. Yeah. Um, I loved the first episode. I already saw it. I thought it was so colorful and vibrant and I loved everything about it and the whole setting and everything. So why do you think it's so important or like why do you think the voices of the characters como Santi and Lorelai and Tomas are so important. Why do you think Kevin is the perfect um, Santiago? Oh gosh, uh, in auditions, it, uh, amongst amongst the myself, Valerie, and Leslie, we were all like, "He's he's Santi." Um, not only was his Spanish excellent, um, but he also carried. Kevin is so charming and so kind and so oh. genuine, and it, it really exuded all those qualities that we hoped we could see on Santi. So. That's, that's what we wanted with, with all these characters and, and the voices that were casted for them, for it to feel genuinely authentic. Definitely. I loved the first episode. I had already said that, but it was, it was so well done. Um, and I know, Nikki, you're from Puerto Rico, and Kevin, you are from the Costa Rica Heritage, I'm pretty sure, and you have a lot of lines in Spanish in the actual show. So do you speak Spanish at home, and what is your favorite part of your culture? That's right. Um, yeah, I speak only Spanish at home. My parents don't let me speak English at all. I mean, when I leave the house, I can't speak English, but in-house, strictly Spanish. Um, my favorite part of my culture is, you know, like all the food, all the, you know, all the traditions we have. It's all so different from every type of, you know, culture. And, and it's amazing. You know, it's amazing to see all the differences. And in this show, Santiago of the Seas, you really see that. You really see everything that happens and you see all the different traditions that we have and what we do. Definitely. I know I'm Venezolana and the food, you can't get better than oh, the food. Yeah. It's everything. <laughs> um, in this series, Santiago is eight years old. So did you base his voice off of any particular character? Because it might be harder to play a younger voice, obviously, because voices change over the years. So was that difficult for you at all? Um... I recorded, we started recording Santiago two years ago, 2018, and two years later, you know, my voice has changed. But back then, it wasn't really hard at all. You know, it was super, super easy. My voice was high-pitched. It was nice. Um, now, yeah, it has gotten a little more difficult, but, you know, we do it, and we do it well. I try to do the best I can to make it as easy as I can for the creators and for the editors and for everyone. So that's how that is. Wow, yeah. And Nikki, were you at all involved with the recording sessions? I I had a couple of instances that I was able to fly from LA to New York to to watch the magic happen. Um and it was so much fun. That's so cool. And I also know John Levy Samuel is the voice of one of the characters. I think it was Sir Butterscott, if yes. I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. Um and John Levy Samuel, he's such an icon, especially for Latinos. So how was it working with him, like, in the booth? Did you learn a lot from him? I, myself? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what, with, with John, when he came to the booth, I, I wasn't there to witness it, but um, I heard from Val and Leslie that he's, he's amazing. Like, he already had studied the character. He had a vision of what Sir Butterscotch was going to sound like. And we all ended up mesmerized. I mean, 
it's John Leguizamo. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like his energy and just looking at the way he acted in the Nick Jr. interview that he did on Instagram, that was amazing. Like, you know, his way of being, his personality, his energy is just so amazing. So I know that I didn't really, you know, see him over there, but I know that working with him is amazing. Definitely. He seems like such a fun person to, you know, work with. And I also know the co-creators of the show were also the co-creators of Dora, which was a huge success. So do you have any expectations with Santiago? Because personally, I think the show is going to be a huge hit. Oh, gosh, I, I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very optimistic. Uh, it's, it's been so much fun creating this show. Um, and again, I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a respectful representation that champions kindness. And it's, it's something that we need a lot of, especially today. So, yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone, make sure to check out Santiago of the Seas on October 9th. And it was so much for talking with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. Sorry. Take care. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking with Zoe as she reviewed Harry Chapin, When in Doubt, Do Something, Anoki on Honest Thief. We just heard Zoe on Kevin Chaikin, who is a voice actor, and Nikki Lopez, the co-creator on Santiago of the Seas. Right now, we'll be switching over to Linda Lee as she speaks to Laura Morano, Oaks Fegley, Cheech Marine, Jane Seymour, Robert De Niro, Trey Peart, Rob Riggle on The War with Grandpa. Hi, this is Oaks Fegley. And I'm Laura Morano. We're, uh, we're here talking to Linda Lee. Woohoo! Hey guys, it's Melinda Lee from Kids First, and today I'm chatting with the cast of the hilarious new movie, War with Grandpa. The War with Grandpa is about a sixth grader named Peter, who is forced to give up his bedroom to his grandfather when he moves into Peter's house. Not happy with that decision, Peter creates all kinds of elaborate pranks to try and get his grandfather to move out. But his grandpa isn't ready to go without a fight with his own pranks and some of his friends to help him along the way. Thank you guys so much for talking to me today. Um, so of all the different and elaborate pranks that went on in this movie, were there any that had some crazy results on or off camera that were really memorable? Um, <laughs> I mean, there was definitely some, some craziness happening. I think there was, uh, there was a moment where, where me and Mr. De Niro are, uh, you know, squirting different condiments um, at each other. And, and there was mustard on my pants that I could not, that, that wardrobe could not get out for the life of them. <laughs> yeah, it just lasted for a long time, so. Uh -huh. There were a lot of great talent in this movie. Um, and of all of them, who was the funniest person on set to work with? Ooh, that's a hard one. I, there were so many amazing people. I think Rob was pretty funny. Rob was pretty hilarious. Um, he is a big improver. It was pretty cool having him be my dad. Um, he was just like always cracking jokes. He was he was funny. Yeah, I would say for me, um, I, we were working a few years ago, we were good friends. And um, when we were younger, we, we were really became pretty good friends really quickly. Uh, me and our, my co-star, uh, JC, uh, Julio Cesar. So we were, we were good friends and had a lot of laughs both on and off set. 
and uh, hung out a bunch of times. Um, so I would say he's probably the funniest person that I worked with on this. Peter is just weak, small, and dumb. You're a bad friend. Oaks, you played pretty rough and got a lot of air in that Sky Zone dodgeball scene. So how much of that were stunt doubles and were on wire rigs for some of those scenes? Uh, I think I was on a wire rig for a little bit of it, but I think uh, I had a stunt double for some of the more crazy things. Um, there were some some people who were just like shorter people and they were my stunt double and some for some of the other kids as well. And I think even some of the, the older people definitely had their own stunt doubles as well. So. Yeah. There was a little bit of that, but I think for the most part, it was it was us um, doing a little bit of, you know, this shot here, this shot there. So yeah. it ultimately was a lot of just camera trickery and, uh, you know, piecing together and editing. Thank you so much for talking to me. Um, I had a really fun time. Yeah, thank you. Our, our absolute pleasure. Thank Good you so much for interviewing yeah. us. Thank you so much. Let's take a break. I'm Natalie Jackson, reporting from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Octonauts, The Great Arctic Adventures. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Linda Lee as she speaks to the cast and crew of On the War with Grandpa, which includes Laura Morano, Oaks Fegley, Teach Marine, Jane Seymour, Robert De Niro, Trey Part, and Rob Riggle on The War with Grandpa. Next up, we are talking to Grandpa himself, Robert De Niro. 
Hi Robert, so um, I was wondering, are you excited for families to go back to theaters to watch this movie? I, I would hope that people would come and enjoy the movie and, I, and, and stay safe uh, because of we still have to be uh, wary and careful. But um, hopefully all that can happen and then they can enjoy the movie. Okay, so last question. Do you think we're ever going to see a War with Grandpa sequel? It, it would be interesting if, if uh, I don't know if this would ever even be thought of, but if it did a, a, a sequel, uh, including uh, the, the current situation we're all in with the, the, the virus and so on, be interesting to see the family cramped together and, uh, and what, what comes out of that would be kind of funny. Thank you so much for talking to me. Bye. So right now I'm chatting with actress Jane Seymour and actor Cheech Marin. They're part of Robert De Niro's squad in the film. Hi. <laughs> Jane, Cheech, it's such a treat to be chatting with you guys. Thank you for joining me today. Um, so you both looked like you played pretty rough and got a lot of air in that Sky Zone dodgeball scene. How much of that were stunt doubles, and were you on wire rigs for some of those scenes? No, I actually did all, everything all my own sets. I used to be a professional uh, dodgeball player in Europe. I was in the European leagues, and then <laughs> and I got drafted in the into the U.S. and I played for uh, 17 years for the L.A. Dodgeballers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, no wires for us. Other people had wires. The children had wires, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Uh, but even wires wouldn't have saved some of us older fellow, uh, older folks. But uh, we we all uh, actually did an enormous amount more than we probably should have done. But we were very grateful not to have been taken off to an ambulance. At the end of That's pretty crazy stuff. Oh, and Cheech, I loved your face when the Christmas tree fell on the barbecue grill and it, and it went up in smoke. <laughs> you know, a little crossbreeding there. <laughs> oh. My frags! That's not good. So working with such fun personalities like Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken, which one of you walked away from this movie being able to do a good impression of either one or both? And if so, can we please hear it? I, I could do a Robert De Niro impression. That's, yeah, that's true. Or if you ask him to take a photograph with you, instead of saying no, he just says this. He goes... <laughs> Very clever. I never thought of that. You don't want to do a photograph with someone, you just... <laughs> So this movie was a lot of fun to watch, but what was the most fun scene for you to shoot? Mm. I think dodgeball. I think that was really, really fun because everyone was in it, and uh, and that was, you know, that's the most fun. When I mean the entire cast, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was probably my favorite. My old days when I was a professional uh, dodgeball player, and I started it off, and I played in Israel for three years too. So, what did you think? Did you think this is a movie that uh, kids are gonna like? Oh, definitely. This is like, like the best, like the funniest movie I've ever seen this year, probably. Really? Yeah. Oh. But my favorite scene was the dodgeball scene. It was really. Oh. Funny. And what did you think about all these old people like us being in this movie? Did that? I, I loved it. It was, it was kind of relatable. <laughs> it was. Oh, you have grandparents like this? 
Totally. Oh, well, do you think they'll appreciate the way we played them? Yes, definitely. So what's the message that people can take away from this movie? Uh, be good to your grandkids. Don't take the room. <laughs> I, I think, I think uh, the grandkids and everyone has to realize that, you know, when you're older and maybe you're lonely, that uh, it, it, it's not easy to transition into having to share your home with your, your kid and your grand. Yeah. You know, you, you want to have your own life, but sometimes you can't. And, and family is everything, really. Yes. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Goodbye. Thank you. you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've talked about Harry Chapin, When in Doubt, Do Something, Honest Thief, and Santiago of the Seas. Now, we're continuing listening to Linda Lee as she speaks to the cast and crew of War with Grandpa. Before it was a movie, it was a book. And thanks to the interest and passions of one boy who loved the story, his dreams to make this into a major motion picture brought it to life. So, Trey, what interested you into reading this book? Well, um, it, was, it was actually originally as a school assignment. So, you know, uh, I was originally reading it because it was due in a couple weeks. But once I started reading it, I started actually getting really into it. And I just loved the story so much. And I was so excited uh, to watch the movie once I was done because there was a rule in my house where I had to read the book before I watched the movie. So once I was done reading it, I was so excited. Oh man, I'm about to see this movie. And turns out it wasn't even there. I'm gonna find it. So, yeah. That's really interesting. Um, at what po- point while reading the book did you think, wow, this should be a movie? Well, it was because I wanted to see the movie. You know, <laughs> it was just, you know, uh, you know, I was eight years old at the time. So, you know, I had a pretty one track mind and I just wanted to see the movie to it. You know, and I just remember that my parents were in the movie business and uh, I asked my mom, I'm like, mom, I want to see this movie tomorrow, thinking that it will come out the next day once they were done. And, you know, seven years later, we're, we're able to present it to everybody in the world, which, you know, makes me happy. That's really cool that uh, like your dream to make it a movie came true. That's so awesome. Um, so mom and dad, uh, when Trey came to you with the idea, what were your first thoughts? Well, he sucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at first, you know, um, I was just appeasing him at first. You know, he said, Mom, this is so good. Read the book. I read it. And I and when I read it, like he said, once you start reading the book, it's a very small book. It's not that big, but it had so much heart and it had such a good message. And I thought you're right this is this would make a good movie you know and so i taught trey how to do a pitch and um we pitched it to his dad so dad take over he thought it was cute at first i was traveling the next day a six hour flight i was able to read the book in a couple hours called home when i landed the kid is on to something we should option this let's develop it i think it could be a home run yeah (laughs) well i think that's so like amazing that the movie came to life for you and that's so awesome thank you finally i'm chatting with actor and comedian rob riggle who plays arthur the dad in the war with grandpa hi rob thanks for taking the time to talk to me today hello nice to meet you 
Um, so when you shot yourself in the face with the fire extinguisher during the Christmas party scene, um, what was really in that extinguisher that got all over you? What was in there? That is a great question. Oh, all right, uh, pull the pin, got it. Uh, point away from my... I, it definitely wasn't anything toxic, I don't think. But it was some sort of powder. It was a powder. It wasn't like whipped cream or anything. Wasn't it? It was a powder, I thought. I can't remember. I remember it, I, I didn't eat it. So I don't think it was edible. Yeah, I don't think it would be edible. Um, so this movie was a lot of fun to watch, but what was the most fun scene for you to shoot? You know, I had a lot of fun when we did some of the bigger comedy scenes. Um, so when Robert De Niro, uh, I think there's a scene in the film where he's hanging from a gutter uh, on the side of the house. That was a pretty big moment, uh, but I think that was a fun, definitely a fun scene. Who was better to work with, uh, De Niro or Christopher? <laughs> they're both outstanding. I mean, there, there was no one that was better than the other. Um, but they're, I mean, everybody on that cast was kind of a, a legend in Hollywood. I mean, Uma Thurman, uh, uh, Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, Cheech Marin, Jane Seymour. Like, these are legends. Um, and then Laura Morano. I, I remember her from when she was on Alley and uh, Austin and Alley. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I loved her on that. And she's such a sweet person. And and of course, Oakes is a, a phenomenal uh, actor and, and Poppy. And so the kids on the on the set were fantastic as well. Um, Laura also said that you were a lot of fun to work with. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, so what's a takeaway that people can take from this movie? Uh, hopefully the takeaway is family uh, and whatever that means to you, you know, uh, spending time with your family, communicating, understanding, coexisting, uh, connecting with your family. Uh, it's important and multi-generational too, like not just connecting with your siblings or your parents, but your grandparents. They've got so many great stories to tell if you'll just ask them. You know, be curious about your grandparents because they will they will tell you stories that will amaze you and you'll see them in a whole different light. So I encourage uh, people to ask more questions of each other. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Bye. Absolutely. Nice to meet you. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interviews with some of the cast of The War with Grandpa. Be sure to catch it when it comes out on October 9th, 2020. For Kids First, I'm Linda Lee. Thanks for watching. Bye. Let's take a break. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Octonauts, the great Arctic adventures. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. 
We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Harry Chapin, When in Doubt, Do Something, Honest Thief, Santiago of the Seas, as well as the cast and crew from On the War with Grandpa. Now we'll be listening to Benjamin's interview with Oaks Fegley regarding On the War with Grandpa. Hello, this is Benjamin Price reporting for Kids First, and today I'll be interviewing Oaks Feigley, who plays Pete in The War with Grandpa. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. So you shot this all the way back in 2017. So how has your appreciation for the movie and its messages changed in the time since you made it? It's definitely, it's been a while, like you said. I was uh, 12 or 13 when I filmed this, um, and I'm now 15, almost 16. I'll be 16 in, like, a little less than two months. So um, it's definitely been, I mean, a while. Um, It's definitely changed a little bit, but to be honest, I'm very just excited to have people be able to see the film and um, excited for it to finally come out, and hopefully this is a good time, you know, um, with a lot of people have a lot of difficulty and hopefully um this can bring some smiles or some laughter uh to those people and obviously it's been a difficult time for a while so yeah yeah it's, it's got to be weird watching yourself uh so so far off but um yeah yeah no it is definitely it's weird especially i watching a, a younger version of myself come uh come out now it's definitely crazy but uh it's kind of just like a time capsule back into a different uh, time of my life. Yeah. There's a sequence in the film where you engage in this all-star dodgeball match with uh, Robert De Niro, Christopher Walk, and Jane Seymour. Cheech. So can you talk about the experience of shooting that scene? I imagine it was kind of a lot. Yeah, no, it was uh, very much an intense uh, day or two on filming. It, it took a long time to get – I mean, it's it's really – it's it's a big sequence, but it's not like a ridiculously long sequence in the film. But to film something like that, it took a long time. It took a lot of work, and um, it was it was an entire day or two um, on that location filming that. But uh, it was a lot of fun and definitely a crazy time. And there was uh, I think a few stunt people around as well for a few things that um, 
may or may or may not be in the movie. I don't, I don't remember, but there's, there's a lot of, of chaos um, and moving pieces that needed to, to kind of find their, their mark and find their place. So um, it took a while, but it was a lot of fun uh, filming that, that sequence. The conflict between your character and his grandpa brews all out of uh, him getting his grandson's room when he comes to stay. So is there like a prized possession of yours that you would wage, wage war for? Ah, uh, I don't know. Um, probably not to the extent that Peter is, is, uh, is you know, uh, waging war. But, you know, I, I mean, I would get definitely a little bit... Um, <laughs> A little bit uh, angry if somebody took, I don't know, my skateboard or something like that. I don't, maybe my room, it would, it would kind of get me a little bit pressed, but I don't know. There's, I, I, I'm definitely different than Peter in a lot of ways, um, but similar in different ways. But it's, it's definitely, I don't think I would, I would wage war to the extent that, that Peter has the passion to. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I'd go to the extreme of uh, like toppling ladders and but I, i'd be a little angry absolutely which robert de niro character would you most want on your side in the event of a prank war and which one would you be most intimidated to go up against oh my um wow that's a difficult one i don't know probably for a prank war i would say probably ed from this movie he just is the best at at pranking and at doing what he is. Um, but otherwise, I mean, there's so many great roles that I would definitely have liked to, to kind of experience and, and see. Um, I think maybe his character in Taxi Driver would be one of the coolest to see, you know? Um, but I don't know. I would say if I was going to have a partner or something like that for a prank war, it would be Ed, the, my, my grandfather from the movie, because it's, it's just, that's the best. He is the best at what he's doing. Um, your parents and your siblings, they're all actors. I was curious if you ever looked to your own family's performances for inspiration, and in what ways do you think sometimes their performances inform your own? Um, that's, I mean, very, very good question. Uh, I have, like you said, my, my family is, is all actors, so I'm constantly around that kind of energy. Um, and my brother is actually filming something right now. And, and when I call him, uh, I, I talk to him about, you know, his being on set and his, you know, process of, of, of filming. And it looks very different during the, the quarantine or during the pandemic and everything. So it, there's definitely some changes, but I don't know. I, I would say their performances and, and their, their insight definitely helps at, at certain times. I would say my father definitely, you know, helps me, um, kind of do a lot and, and helps me with auditions and things like that. Um, and so that's definitely awesome. And, and having a parent on set always is definitely nice as well to be able to have somebody else to kind of bounce a few things off of, or even just be there while you're, while you're filming, whatever it may be. Um, so I, I don't know if they really inform my own performance per se, more than um, just reacting and, and working with a director or things like that. Like that is, kind of what it really comes down to um, and my own kind of process and, and that way. But I, I would say their, their help is very much appreciated and their um, support is appreciated for me um, when I'm auditioning for pieces and, and things like that. So they're very much there for me and, and I respect that and, and very much I'm thankful. 
You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've talked about Harry Chapin, When in Doubt, Do Something, Honest Thief, Santiago of the Seas, as well as the cast and crew of On the War with Grandpa. Now, we're continuing our interview with Benjamin as he speaks to Oaks Fegley on The War with Grandpa. So I'd be kicking myself if I didn't ask this, because I'm a huge fan of Roger Deakins. I just think his output is extraordinary. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what it was like working with him on The Goldfinch? Yes. Um, working with, with uh, Roger was, was really awesome. He's an incredibly, incredibly talented artist, um, and there's no really better way to put that. Um, he is deserving of so much more than what he's already got. And that's crazy to even say because, um, I mean, he just got his Oscar, obviously, for Blade Runner. Um, what was it? Last year, two years ago, or whatever. But it was definitely, he actually got that Oscar while we were filming, um, which was, was really cool. It was his, it's obviously his, his first Oscar after being nominated so many times. It was, it was great. He's, he's an incredible artist to work with um, because of the way he works. And he very much uh, is, is intently uh, involved with the way he lights things and all sorts of things like that. And um, his, he takes his time and lets everything kind of come to him and then puts it out there for the camera and it's done in a way that is very much uh, different than anything anybody has seen on anything else. And he always brings something new, brings something unique um, while still keeping a classic feeling, which is just unmistakably like, it's just amazing. It's beautiful. Um, he's, he's a really awesome, awesome person to work with. That's really cool. Yeah. So uh, on the press tour for this film, what's one question you thought you'd get asked that nobody has yet? Ah, uh, wow. Uh, that's difficult. I don't, I don't really think too much about, like, questions that, that people are going to ask me before I just jump into it. Um, but I would say, you know, there's definitely – I had a lot of fun on this one at least with, with uh, my younger co-stars, and I'm very infrequently asked about – um about what it was like working with them you know they had a we had a pretty good a lot of fun relationships um between each other and we were all staying in the same hotel while filming so we hung out uh infrequently during filming as well and and you know got to explore atlanta which was definitely cool so that's something that i would say is not frequently asked uh i think maybe a few times it has been but they were they were a lot of fun to be around so I would give that for uh, give that for my answer. I would say, you know, Isaac Crichton, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, and and T.J. McGibbon, which were my uh, younger co-stars. They were they were all great, and uh, I I hope that they get the the respect that they deserve for this. So you've done dramas that span generations with The Goldfinch and Wonderstruck, which me uh, personally huge fan of that movie. Thank you. Um, a fantastical reimagining of a classic with Pete's Dragon, and now a family comedy. Uh, what genre has been the most fun for you to work in so far? You know, I think it's very, it's very interesting. You know, Wonderstruck was very much a, um, a film that I, you know, had a lot of dramatic undertones to it as well, um, while still keeping it kind of 
as this artistic piece um, that was definitely a lot of, of fun and very interesting. Peach Dragon was its own thing with me. I did, I got to do all my own stunts and I got <laughs> to, you know, just meet with a, a bunch of crazy people and, and work on a Disney film in New Zealand for four months. It was its own experience and everything I do kind of fits its own place and has its own experiences um, that are different from others. And obviously, like you said, this is a family comedy, very different energy, again, filmed in a new location for me in Atlanta. Um, so that was cool. I've, I was able to do the Goldfinch in, in New York City again, where I filmed Wonderstruck as well, but also in New Mexico. Um, and being in different locations and working with different people um, on different types of films is, is always really interesting. And um, exploring different sides of, of film and exploring, um, you know, different elements of, of the way different things happen. So it's definitely been nice to be able to work on a lot of different things. And I'd be interested in working on new films and working on new genres and, and um, different projects that I haven't been involved in in the past. Well, uh, thank you so much for talking with me today. No worries. It's awesome. So The War with Grandpa comes out in theaters October 9th. This is Benjamin Price signing off. See you next time. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is sponsored by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Octonauts, The Great Arctic Adventures. I'm Tali Jackson from Kids First, reporting for Kids First. Goodbye. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week. We'll be right back.